Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Good morning, Christine. Hi, Asha. How are you? I mean, you know. (laughs) Happy New Year, my dear. You too. You too. So I'm saying Happy New Year because this is our first episode of 2021. And while this is the topic that we had planned to discuss, this is not the volatile environment in which we expected to discuss it. So just to give you folks some context, uh, we're recording this episode on a Sunday, but last week on Wednesday, January 6th, 2021, a mob incited by President Trump attacked the U.S. Capitol with the intent of disrupting the electoral college vote count, formalizing Joe Biden's presidential election victory. And security was breached. The building was ransacked and five people died, uh, were killed. I mean, anyway, it was a frightening, unstable moment, to say the least. Um, Already frightening because we're in the midst of a pandemic, which continues to worsen. And we felt, given the changing circumstances, we felt like it was important to have this conversation about easing into 2021 because small concrete steps will help ground us and our families while we walk through this unfamiliar, scary territory. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I am glad. You know, it was funny because, you know, we normally, just to give listeners a little context, we normally record on a Thursday, like a week before release. Mm-hmm. And all of this happened on Wednesday, as you said. And, you know, you and I were just texting and just completely, I mean, I would say at a loss for words, but not really a loss for words, but definitely a lot of words that we wouldn't say on the air. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, anyway, yeah, so I, we are recording at a time when, you know, honestly, I said to you just before we started that I'm feeling, I'm feeling raw. I'm feeling exhausted. Like I, I literally it's Sunday. So, you know, it's morning here. It's very early morning on your side. Um, I probably slept for nine hours and I still feel exhausted. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, there's, there's so much that people are carrying right now. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why this conversation is more important than ever. And I've certainly been talking a ton to people with people on Instagram 
for some reason, that's where people really like to talk with me. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's a, a lot of a lot of hurt right now. So I hope this conversation can hurt. help people through that. Absolutely. I mean, and hurt in, I think, a different kind of hurt than anything we've seen uh, for the last, you know, since 2016. I think it's just really important just to, you know, acknowledge and be present with that. And I feel like, you know, for us to talk about rhythms and routines, you know, in our original plan and and our plan right now is to talk about rhythms and routines at home um, just to, to anchor us as we head into a new year, mm-hmm. you know, they provide a way to move through these days with a sense of predictability or at least some sense of, you know, flow. Mm-hmm. But there's also, you know, this tension between wanting to start fresh, like many of us want to do during a regular new year and knowing that our lives are just surrounded by uncertainty. I mean, mm-hmm. the pan- we were here anyway because of the pandemic. So, you know, when we say start fresh, you know, we realize that sort of sounds like a joke. And, you know, I, I made a slightly wry joke on Twitter that, you know, I have, I have moved my new year to January 21st. You know what I mean? It it just, this, this Uh sense of chaos around us uh, makes the idea of starting fresh sound a little naive, but I think that what we are talking about here are the small things that we can do in our own lives just to give ourselves some sense of grounding. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. I might steal that from you or just join you in the <laughs> join you in that. I mean, I think it mm-hmm. is so tricky because everybody was so eager to close the books on 2020 and that trash can year and 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 be like yay new year. I mean, we're like that on a, at a baseline, you know, fresh starts mm-hmm. and all that as you said. And um I will share some people know this, but you know, the it was it was um Unfortunately, rather on brand for 2020, that the very first day of 2021, I was in a panic over an accidental COVID exposure with somebody Mm. who I bumped into in the dark who was not masked. (laughs) Um, And then ended up there ended up being COVID in the household. So, I mean, it was just so ironic because we have been so careful. Um, I have done so little outside of my house. Mm -hmm. So so that was ironic that, you know. January 1st, we're researching COVID testing sites. Like I had not even had a COVID test before because I hadn't needed one. Um, mm-hmm. And then the second day of January, I spent seven hours in my car to, mm-hmm. from, and at testing sites because, you know, John and I needed to go. And then I we just, just needed to like deal with the kids and we had the dog. So, you know, it certainly would have been more efficient to do one car load, but um, that's that's what it was. And everybody else, you know, was also in their car testing. And I have to say, I I was so tempted as we rolled down our window to do the test to be like, we we didn't go anywhere. We we stayed home. You know? Like, Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And when it's you say so COVID in the household, you meant COVID in, in the household of the person you ran into? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Multiple and your people. results were? My, sorry, negative. I should say my results were thankfully negative. All of our results were right. thankfully negative. We were being super cautious, but, you know, even just to give people a sense, like I have human contact, like masked in-person distance human contact, maybe once, maybe twice a week. So, and then, you know, same Mm -hmm. for the kids. So like the number of people we had to notify, like a just in case, so like, let's be, do this out of an abundance of caution. It is staggering, even if you're so limited in your, your, um, in what you're doing. So it was really, on the other hand, it was a really interesting eye opener for us um, to 
buckle down even further, like, <laughs> and be even more careful. You know, we, so it, it's been an interesting learning experience. Mm. I'm so sorry that happened. I, Thank I mean, you. yeah, I mean, I, I, it, what a jarring start to the year. I remember, I mean, well, obviously we were texting, so I knew what was going on, but I, it was, well, we all have our own, you know, ways we are dealing with COVID and the anxiety around it and the potential risks and, and, you know, things are changing so fast, but it's just so, it, it, just so scary. And again, like underscoring that uncertainty that we're living with right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, you mentioned Instagram earlier and that people like to talk to you on Instagram, your personal Instagram, which is, uh, by the way, now um, at Dr. Christine Co. which <laughs> I got to say, I really like. Do I don't know if every listener knows that you're actually, well, you're not, you're not like a medical doctor, but you're a doctor. I'm a doctor of philosophy person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Dr. Christ, at, at Dr. Christine Co. in, in all seriousness, um, you planted the seed for the discussion we're going to have in this episode with a personal Instagram post. And it was um, some really sort of gentle, extremely humane guidance for easing back into the demands of work and home life after the holidays. And uh, it was just so wise. And it really just made me think we needed to talk about it more here on the pod and, and, and just have a conversation about it. So we'll get into the specifics shortly, but just briefly, I would love to hear what, prompted you to write that post, mm-hmm. which we will, by the way, link up in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked by how much people needed to hear that. I mean, basically, mm-hmm. I was like anybody else, you know, apparently, you know, it was Sunday. I love weekends. I work so hard <laughs> during the weekdays that yes. I really love weekends. Mm-hmm. And yet, um, and I was coming off, you know, two weeks officially with my out of office, uh, you know, email autoresponder on, you know, no work at my at my agency for two weeks. And I was really holding both um, just complete and utter dread <laughs> about reentry to mm-hmm. the work week, but also excitement because I had finally, you and I haven't even personally had a chance to talk about this. I know we will, mm-hmm. but about finally finding some clarity around some work stuff and some things I'd been stuck on. So you know, that real mm-hmm. feeling of like, yay, I'm excited to jump in. And also, oh my gosh, I totally don't want to jump in. Mm-hmm. And so I just, um, I had a feeling I probably wasn't alone. So I just shared some thoughts about that and sort of, you know, it was sort of a like for anybody who needs to hear this today. And the response was like insane. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just really glad to be able to provide some comfort to people at a time when really a lot of people were struggling. And it's interesting because it wasn't just return the to work, it occurred to me that, you know, January 4th was such a transition day. Like there were a lot of people who were like starting a new job or entering Mm -hmm. into a new phase of being unemployed. You know, they got laid off at Mm -hmm. the end of the year. I mean, there were a lot of transitions that just were happening because that's such a natural calendar break. So people are caring a lot. Oh yeah. You know, kids going back to school, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like people who are, you know, all of the sort of question marks around, unemployment and, and, and assistance and relief. Um, I mean, so much changes with the new year. So yes, you know, your post, it resonated so much. Um, and it was, you know, in your typical language of kindness and it was, it was really something. And so anyway, clearly you were not the only one straddling that dread and relief feeling moving into 2021. So I am very glad that we have an opportunity to sort of 
you know, fill in the blanks a little bit and just mm-hmm. uh, talk a little more now that there's been a little time between then and now and and just keep talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And we will do that right after a quick break. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin, but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash edit for 25% off. Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages 6 and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Okay, dear listeners, we are back and we are talking about easing into 2021, which has been a a little bit of a jarring roller coaster, (laughs) uh, quite frankly. So I'm going to start with um, one of the things I was talking about in that Instagram post that we um, talked about just before the break. And I just want to give people or encourage people or give them permission, whatever language works for you, to not feel like you need to cram everything um, that you need to do and all the big goals and everything and make a ton of progress into these first weeks of the year. Um, there are a lot of days of 2021 ahead. <laughs> and, you know, I do think it's good to have some top priorities. I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but I guess I just want to say, like, remember, you don't need to get everything done immediately. In fact, I actually found in the first reentry week that my, um, week had less meetings than it normally does. And I think people were sort of trying to prepare for that. I will say this coming week looks like a t- complete disaster <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because everybody's like, oh no, not the first week, but like, but yeah, like second week. So I've been intentionally as new things are coming up, I'm trying to push them to the week after because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's quite full already. Right. 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 I mean, you know, it's such a simple it's a simple thing to say at the beginning of the year, but it's actually, I think, important to hear. It's important for me to hear, because when we have all that 
new start energy in our head. It's exciting. And you want to like run out of the gate and, uh, you know, sort of make big progress. And if you don't, it's sort of an immediate like tamper on your energy. And this is a really important reminder, Mm. you know? And so actually I, you know, I would like to build upon that. And um, my first sort of tip of this episode is to pace yourself. So, you know, Christine's saying, you know, specifically first few weeks of the year, I'm saying, like, I think set as an expectation, this notion of pacing. So in your Instagram, you called it a gentle trot as opposed to (laughs) racing on the mental (laughs) hamster wheel, which I really loved. Actually, what I pictured was a little hamster taking a gentle trot, (laughs) which is a very funny mental image. Well, you and you know that hamsters are a big thing in my house, right? Like we don't own a hamster, but, you know, Violet, I will say, identified as a male hamster when she was a child, when she was really, really little. And now I have a hamster, you know, oriented sign about when people can come through my office on my door. So there's, there's a lot of hamster talk around Of course. Okay. I forgot. I actually forgot about that. But anyway, (laughs) uh, please as listeners, as you are hearing my voice, please imagine, imagine a trotting hamster. And um, no, 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 seriously. Uh, It's very wise because I think, again, uh, this is a different year than most years in that, you know, we're in this pandemic and we're in this place where our normal lives are completely, they're just not normal because, you know, because of everything. And so we're not exactly able to return to established routines or just say, hey, I'm going to head to the gym just like normal, or hey, I'm going to, we don't have the same um, signposts sitting around our lives. And so we're still in the process of improvising each week as this pandemic rages on, it changes, vaccinations come. I mean, it's different state to state. So I think this notion of pacing yourself instead of just running out of the gate is a really good one. In fact, you know, instead of maybe the first week or the first month of the year, think about the first quarter of the year and just, you know, make those goals smaller. And it just, it, it feels a lot more human and kind to ourselves and realistic, frankly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I, so I'm a former runner, as you know, I don't run anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels terrible now, but um, (laughs) I have written something. It's not published yet. I'm hoping maybe eventually it will be, but I was referring to this, this particular phase, you know, when you're talking about pacing, pacing yourself, it's like we're in the middle of a marathon, the end point of which is unclear and depends on many other feet other than ours. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And that's really hard, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, and it's why it's more important than ever. And as, as you said, there's so many moving variables and our energy levels and our attention, everything is being taxed right now in mm-hmm. such an unusual way that, mm-hmm. I mean, for survival, for plain survival, we need to pace mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well, there, there are a million metaphors I could just go off <laughs> on as you are talking. Maybe I'll save that for later, but absolutely. And I think this, uh, you know, the notion that there are many other feet responsible, you know, that we really are in this together. And sometimes that feels like for better or for worse, but, but that is, that is where we are. And um, that's something to acknowledge and, you know, and, and just be present with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, I want to talk about, um, I mentioned, um, priorities and having some top priorities. And I just wanted to recommend something tactical. Um, 
because everybody knows I love tactics. <laughs> and I think that right now, I will say that, you know, right now, if you don't have some kind of to-do list system in place, I think that right now is a good time to get that moving, um, whether that's paper, whether that's digital, um, or perhaps optimizing systems you already have. I've actually been working on that myself. And in the context of everything that's happening and the chaos and needing to pace yourself and be realistic about everything, I would recommend um, identifying maybe just one to three must-dos in a day, um, whatever you know, whatever those may be, and writing them down so they're right in front of you. Um, because so personally, you know, as people know, I, I do have a lot of different projects going. I'm usually looking at sort of eight different work categories, um, plus two personal ones. <laughs> so my first course of action, you know, I use Todoist, as I've talked about with people, um, is to scan all of those projects and just priority flag in red, the things that absolutely must get done that day. And then I just, I just have set this new mental framework of being okay with other stuff, not getting done or getting needed to be punt or needing, needing to be punted forward, um, if necessary. But those red flags, those priority flags, you know, keep me focused on what's important. Because otherwise, if you have a long to-do list, you can just be sort of like paralyzed by it. You yes. know what I mean? So I feel okay. like um, that's really important. Uh, I just want to personally say that's a really big deal that you are. That's a that's a mental shift for you, Christine. That's a big deal. Yeah, when you I say mean, I your, still get a lot you done say, in a day. But no, <laughs> you do. You still. Yeah, no, I've never seen anyone who can like handle a to-do list like you can, but just that, that that's a mental shift for you to just really be very, very clear that these are the prior. I mean, it's, let's just say, I think that's really good. There's a little, there's, there's movement there. And I think that is really helpful for everyone. And that's good. Yeah. Just good, Christine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's, um, and, and I think that you, even if whatever the thing is, like if it's one thing that you want to go to do today, it could be, it doesn't even have to be work. It could be, all right, I want to get my house stocked with groceries or I want to, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Like, I think mm -hmm. I remember, you know, this reminds me of the early days of parenthood, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. when you have a baby and you're just sort of, you get to the end of the day and you have no idea what you did. Um, that's right. really hard, like from a sort yeah. of just like a sense of self um, mm -hmm. kind of perspective. So mm -hmm. I think it can be really helpful to just have a, an anchor or two. Um, so you can feel like you got to the end of the day and be like, Oh yeah, what did I do? And feel, <laughs> and feel a little bit of clarity there. Right. Right. And I think it's also important to note that that is true, whether you are juggling work projects, you know, multiple work projects like Christine is, or you're not, you're doing, you have one job, but then you have all the stuff going on at home or whatever it is that's happening in your life. Just identifying those one to three things you must do in a day to feel like that, that really need to happen. That is, you know, that's just such a good human place to be. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I think it gives you some anchoring and I think that's so important. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Great. All right. So another tactical tip which we've talked about at length on this podcast, but I think it takes on a new significance now. And that is, as you ease into this year, try to embrace once again, some advanced food preparation. So, you know, I think pandemic cooking at this point has, <laughs> I mean, you know, we're all cooking, shopping, you know, many of us are doing it in different ways than we used to before, but in Christine's um, 
Instagram post, you know, she mentioned how she spends, <clears throat> excuse me, weekends prepping big trays of roasted vegetables and pots of brown rice and tofu kept on hand so that that just makes lunches and dinners easier to put together during the week. And so I just really, that has been a thing that I've been doing for some time. And whenever I don't do it, I'm not talking about like planning out every single menu and doing this very, you know, sort of organized cook ahead thing. It's just doing a few things so that there's some stuff in the fridge that you can throw together for meals if you need to. And you know, for me, it often looks like making tuna salad or egg salad that's just sitting in the fridge or cooking a pot of beans, which I can then freeze and then those are available. Um, you know, I do some sort of like cutting and washing things ahead of time so that it's ready. So, for example, I soak and wrap heads of lettuce and paper towels, um, which basically means I have washed greens available to me and not in those boxes, those baby greens that like go bad really quickly. So. You know, that's the kind of food prep that can just make the rest of your week a little bit easier. And um, I should say, by the way, um, we had a really great episode on pandemic cooking and food uh, shopping, and we have a ton of other cooking related episodes. Um, and we even have it all sort of grouped together in a playlist, which we'll link up in the show notes for you to look back on those. We love talking about food. I have two I things I need to say. <laughs> Let me see if I can hold them in my head. One is, I will also say that, and I think I referenced this in my post, but um, food prep, that can also mean like, you know, making sure that you have enough fruit and cere cereal and granola bars so that people can help themselves to breakfast for dinner any time of the day or, oh, you know, totally like it doesn't always have to be cooking. So just and, and especially so people can help themselves like your kids can get their own snacks, they can pour mm -hmm. themselves, whatever. That's really important. My second burning question is, you don't own a salad spinner? <laughs> I own. OK, no, no, no. Let, let me. Do we have to have a, like a, an in-depth discussion of salad greens right yeah, now? You know, maybe we should do it after. But okay. I was just I do by. own a salad spinner. I have owned a salad spinner, I think, for maybe 30 years, actually. Okay. Yes, I own a salad spinner. What I don't do is I don't buy those boxes of baby green lettuce anymore. I buy heads of lettuce, Got like it. romaine and green leaf lettuce, which I soak in water and rinse off. And then I wrap in paper towels and put in plastic bags. Okay. And then I put and it keeps them it keeps them crisp. Oh, interesting. But I use the but I use the salad spinner to dry them. Got it. Got it. OK. Mm -hmm. All right. OK, we can move on now. I just. Yes, <laughs> we'll we'll discuss this at length. <laughs> friends if you really need to understand this situation maybe i could do an instagram post about lettuce i'm i'm expecting an instagram reel okay all right well with that gauntlet thrown down <laughs> i've have, never done an instagram reel you're probably better for it um we we have more <laughs> to discuss know what it is dear friends um and we'll be back after a quick break hello you sentient ball of stardust my name is casey davis i'm a therapist and i'm an author of the book how to keep house while drowning where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. 
I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Okay, friends, we are back. We are talking more about um, tactics for how to kind of ease in and survive <laughs> mm. this very chaotic 2021. And I would be really remiss if I did not talk about the incredible need to build in protective and restorative care, as I call it. It's sort of the longer, clunkier version of the word self-care, but I think it is more descriptive. Um, I think I've talked about this on the show, Asha, right? I, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But, you know, last fall, basically remote learning kind of broke me. Um, just the juggle of everything kind of broke me. And like, I literally was injuring myself just existing or sleeping or whatever. Right. Now so, I totally remember. Yes. Yeah. So um, in late October or whatever it was with 10 weeks of the year left, I decided to sort of issue a self challenge of trying to do 50 days of, you know, protective and restorative care um, in the specifically in the form of yoga, but challenged myself to do that. Um, and it was a game changer. And it was, I will say that this wasn't me doing like an hour of yoga in my studio with a candle. This was me doing anything from 10 minutes in a chair in front of my computer or on the floor amidst piles of laundry. I, I posted a lot of, of laundry, <laughs> me plus my laundry uh, yoga things in my stories, but it was really 10 minutes to an hour, whatever I could fit in. Um, and it was a real example by the time I got to the end of it, of the power of those small cumulative moments. Um, you know, I'm by no means totally fixed. You know, my, I'm still having problems with one of my shoulders, but in those 10 weeks, I did not injure myself just living anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I could feel myself, you know, being stronger. So it, that practice really has carried over. And I'm just, I'm prioritizing it big time because oh my gosh, like, otherwise we're going to break. We got to take care of ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So two things. First of all, I think the term or phrase protective and restorative care, I like that so much more than self-care because self-care 
I don't know, somehow it can, it, it's just all over the place. And sometimes people write it off as manicures and scented candles and which is not to say there's anything wrong with manicures or scented candles, but I think for some people it doesn't resonate for them, but protective and restorative care to me really does. Um, Mm -hmm. It really is about, you know, sort of maintaining your, your health and your um, and health in a much larger sense, not just your physical health, but I think your spiritual health and mental health as well. Um, You know, so, so I love that phrase. And um, for me, uh, you know, at your 50 days of, of uh, yoga practice thing, that was such a great thing. And I remember when you did that. And for me, it has looked less, um, less formal, um, but it's literally just three little things that pop up in my to-do list each day. And that is um, daily time for writing, movement, and reaching out to a loved one. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, like Christine, sometimes that, you know, who was having 10 minutes of chair yoga, Sometimes for me, that's 10 minutes of writing in my journal and five minutes of uh, shoulder mobility exercises and one text to a loved one. So it really can be anything like, you know, anything from there. I mean, we are serious about small steps Mm -hmm. and it's just really important to recognize that any mindful movement you take in the direction of something that restores you, something that protects your health is going to make a difference. And I just, uh, I will say that elevating those small actions to daily and really challenging myself to every day doing this, not just, you know, most days, but every day it feels that actually feels restorative to me in a different way. Mm -hmm. Like it makes me feel actually more confident in my ability to get things done. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. just something that I've that I've noticed, which is interesting. I'm I'm going to keep investigating that. But yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I shared yeah. a um, I'll link it up in the notes. But I actually, because you know me, I, I'm a nerd. I love graphics. But I actually mm-hmm. shared a an Instagram graphic and elsewhere too. But um, a graphic sort of outlining how protective and restorative care they're they're like two actions that need to happen together to kind of stick. So, you know, since you mentioned, you know, reaching out to loved ones as like an important piece of that, like just as an example, and I'll share a link just so people can see the full thing. But, you know, the protective piece of that with relationships would be really like, you know, not feeding those toxic relationships, any toxic relationships you might have, whereas the restorative counterpart to that is really prioritizing those people who, you know, you love and who make you feel loved and really fill you Mm -hmm. up. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's, we can't, um, it's not just physical movement. There's so many pieces to it, as you said. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So the next tactic, this tactic actually has been um, something that I've come upon myself and it has been at the center of my, I think, reframing um, my experience, my sort of pandemic experience and of being um staying at home um christine just so you know like we live a similar sort of life to what you're talking about i don't we are for all intents and purposes quarantined you know in the way that we live our lives and um and and we're we're good with that you know that's working for us um 
that doesn't mean that it is without anxiety. And so, uh, you know, pandemic anxiety, anxiety about a lot of other things. And I have found that narrowing my planning focus, that's the tip, narrowing my planning focus to the next 24 hours has Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. changed the way that I am moving through each day. And so, um, you know, right now with so much uncertainty out there, I really found myself just living in this what if place, you know, what if, what if, you know, what if that person who walked by, you know, without a mask was too close to me? What if, you know, somebody I know or love gets sick? What if somebody I know or love loses their jobs? Um, You know, as you know, I, I went through a a real experience of grief last year. And so that really showed me just how uncertain things are. And so I think that really shook me. And what it also gave me was the sense that, um, and I'll talk about it later, but I, but it really did give me a real sense of living in the present moment, which is actually quite a gift. So I have really been focusing my attention on let's, talk about where we are in this 24 hours. And, you know, in this 24 hours, you know, I'm feeling good. My family's healthy. This is the situation in my house. This is what needs to happen to move myself forward. And I'm not thinking too far ahead, which is not to say I am not thinking ahead at all. Of course I am. You know, it's not like, oh, you know, living for the moment. It's not about, you know, hedonism or anything like that, but it is about really narrowing my focus. And you know, I've been thinking that way. And then I was listening to um, a wonderful episode of The Mom Hour, which was um, Sarah's conversation with Sarah Hart Unger. It was called um, it was their voices episode. And they were talking about this exact thing. I think Megan Francis of The Mom Hour um, talked about narrowing her gaze in terms of planning. And mm. so I was not the only one thinking about that. And um I don't know. That has just made a real difference when I think about 2021 planning and goal setting. It really makes it easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I think that's I think that's amazing. And, um, you know, really loops back also to what we were talking about, about like just really setting up a, a priority or two for the day and mm-hmm. just living more immediately. And then mm-hmm. I I really must say we've said this before, but I just need to do it again because, hey, it's a new year that I love Sarah Powers and Megan Francis of the Mom Hours so very much. <laughs> they, they're they're remarkable. I, I think many of our listeners also listen to the Mom Hour, but they are just, they're, they're remarkable in, um, first of all, the fact that they have been podcasting for so long and really working on creating something special for so long with their podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the conversations are always so good. And I just, I got so much out of that, uh, out of that particular conversation. It was just, it was great. And uh, yeah, no, I'm, I love them too. They are friends that we have had. I mean, they are our dear friends for years now. Yeah. It's been a long time. And, you yeah. know, I will say, I won't go off the rails. I'll just tell everyone to like hop over. And if you're not already subscribed, like go subscribe to them. But mm-hmm. I had, I haven't even had a chance to talk to you about this, Asha, but I had the just joy and pleasure of Zooming with them, like on the last week of the the calendar year. And, you know, mm. it's just like, people are awesome. Like I like, <laughs> you know, those good relationships that you have, like lean into those just as, mm-hmm. you know, you were talking about just a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so my last point of this episode, it's going to sound very, very simple, but it's related to what Asha was just talking about. And it is real life. And it is to 
enjoy something today. I mean, there's literally always going to be another day ahead. You know, we've talked so much about small moments. I would just really look for them and just, you don't have to do a big fancy celebration or anything, but, or you could, you know, if dancing is your thing, fine. Um, but just yesterday, actually, I was chatting with people in stories. I had just posted that about how much I was thinking about small moments and I just shared a couple, you know, it was something like yesterday was Saturday, right? So it was like, went for a walk with my dog and got to see the sunrise, drank an incredible cup of coffee, like little tiny things like, you know, just, just put a little brief moment of awareness on them. And I think it will help a lot. Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's, it's funny, you know, the cliche of the Instagrammed picture of someone's latte, you know, I'm sort of laughing about that, right? With like a beautiful pattern in it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And somebody saying, enjoy the small moments, but, but, but that really is, that's it. I mean, that's it. That's what we got. And, and that really, there is, I don't know. I, I, I guess I, where I am right now at this moment in 2021, after what I personally experienced in 2020 and what many of us experienced in our own ways is that, that this moment that we have now really is what we have. And that when we can stop to enjoy even a tiny bit, that is going to anchor us each day going forward as much as anything else that we can get done anything else that we can accomplish. Um, I think it's just so important. And um, a dog walk in the sunrise, that's pretty good, Christine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and lest anybody feel like super impressed by that, like the sun rises around here at like 730 or something. Like really, it's not that early, but, you know, seeing yeah. when it's big and glowing and coming up, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, it's a moment of awe. And mm-hmm. uh, I won't get into it, but, you know, Having a dog has changed our lives. I'll, mm-hmm. Let's just move it along. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'll start talking too much about James. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. all yes. right, Asha. Well, I feel I legitimately feel better having spoken to you. I feel better, too. <laughs> but, um, you know, we do need to wrap this episode. So I would love to hear what your next edit is for today's okay. show. All right. My next edit is to pick one small task that you can do tonight to help tomorrow go more smoothly. This is a tip that you've heard a million times before. I'm just going to remind you because it totally helps. And it does help. I, for, I forget these sorts of things periodically and need to be reminded. So do one small thing. So like for me, something I already do is set up the coffee for the next day. So I just push the button, which is just so wonderful. But um, tonight I'm going to lay out my workout clothes. Good job. Yeah, good. yeah. That's that's important. It's rainy around here. I live in Portland, Oregon, Pacific Northwest rains all the time. So there's lots of clothing, you know, on and off layering, et cetera, that has to happen. And it's much easier if it's all in one pile. I get it. I'm only chuckling because I think you talked about upping your rain gear and you and John Baxter need to have a conversation about it because he's the gear guy. Okay. well, (laughs) what about you? (laughs) My your next edit is. Okay, so the holidays probably feel um, like seven years ago, but think about something that you loved during the holiday break and carry it forward. Um, I will say that for us, that was playing games. and Like um, board games? Well, so John got me a Sudoku book, like one with a beautiful cover. Mm. And over the holiday break, everybody 
was doing Sudoku in, in mom's book, of course, but there were mm-hmm. different levels. So it was kind of perfect, actually. And so the book is just in our living room kicking around and people just pick it up and do it. And it's awesome. And then um, we have an, a couple new games in our rotation, one of which is called Long Cow. <laughs> and okay. it's, a card, it's a card game. And you're basically building little herds of cows. And last night I was like, John, will you play it with me? Like it's the sort of, you know, there, there's, there are those magical games that are kids games, but as a grown up, you actually enjoy them. And this is one of them. I'll link it up oh, in the yeah. show notes, but it is awesome. And so just those little touch points from the holidays have been like so great. And so mm-hmm. I really recommend thinking about whatever, you know, that may be for you and just bring it forward. Okay. I think we should have a future episode about, uh, Things like games and puzzles and stuff like that. Because yeah, let's do it. Have you ever seen the board game shelf at our house? Have I, I ever have. Sh- I in fact I have downstairs. Yes. Yes, you have seen it. Okay. <laughs> just let us let us discuss this offline. <laughs> Listeners, just keep that in mind. All right. I think that's really wonderful. And uh and actually I'll just say one other thing, and that is that my husband and son, my son's home, you know, he's gonna be spending his next semester of college at home. They've been playing chess and it's been pretty fun to watch them play. Mm-hmm. So cute. There's they're like both they they play a game of chess and then they like run off and go watch chess videos and try to get better and then they play chess oh, again. Oh man. That's amazing. All right. Anyway, that's wonderful. Friends, we really, really hope you found this episode a sort of gentle introduction to the new year for you. You'll find the show notes for the episode, including links to resources we've mentioned plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. And as ever, we really value chatting with you on social. And this week, we'd like to know what's one small daily or weekly routine you have that gives you a sense of comfort and order. Hop over to facebook.com slash edityourlifeshow and look for the question of the week pinned to the top of the page or chat with us on Instagram at edityourlifeshow. And also, we'd be so grateful if you have enjoyed our show in the past or loved this episode, if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist, and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.